furniture. Ladies, can you touch this? Drugs, I think? No, 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 no. It's Magic Mike. Welcome to The Center Cut. I'm Michael. And I'm Dave. And we're here today to talk about Magic Mike. But before we do, just real quick, if you have no idea what's going on, I mean, why are you listening to this? But first, listen to the introduction podcast that we put out. At least you'll have some sort of idea who we are, what we're doing. If you don't want to listen to that and you're lazy, well, you're kind of a jerk. But Dave, what are we doing here? So we ended up watching the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Magic Mike. And then what we're going to do from there, recap those those for you so that you, if you haven't seen it, you know where everything lies. And then we're going to go ahead and just make up what happened in the middle. Try and uh, draw those lines between the beginning and the end and make everything flow and fit kind of nice. Make the middle just a little bit better than it probably was in the original movie. That's about it. And if you want to play along the second half, because we we don't count the credits, uh, starts at one hour, 31 minutes, and 23 seconds. Magic Mike came out in 2012, directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring Channing Tatum and Alex Pettifer. From what I can tell, it was basically just a ploy to get chunky middle-aged women in the theater seats. And contrary to my physique and my affinity for floral-scented hand cream... I am not a chunky middle-aged woman, but we watched it nonetheless. How did this movie start, Dave? We open to Matthew McConaughey, which is something that someone that you didn't mention in in that uh, that introduction there. But man, oh man, was he a big part of the beginning and end of this movie? Matthew is is on stage in his natural habitat, shirtless, and explaining to the ladies in the crowd what they can and cannot touch. Now, that's where our no, 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 no comes into play. Um, he's telling them they can't touch anything. Well, it turns out he was lying because they can touch whatever they want. <laughs> the next scene was just June. It was just a, a screen that said the word June. It was the only date reference in the entire movie. So we're just going to assume that everything took place in June. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Does that mean that the intro part that we see with Matthew is actually a flash forward to what we also see later on? Like the last 15 minute Oh, wow. Scene. I never realized that. It was like... I mean, a, why else would they say June? Like, because we had no frame of reference of what the original time was. Yeah. Why wouldn't they put June before that, but instead they just so decided to throw it in after Matthew McConaughey? Hmm. It's a good thought. I mean, we see him later on in the same... It's, in, it's on the same stage, right? On the same stage, in the same outfit, but I'm assuming that's just what he wears all the time, 100% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> You're probably right, but I think it might be a flash forward. Anyway, go on. Yeah, uh, that's not a bad thought. We can we can discuss that a little bit more later. But uh, we we cut after after the June scene to Channing Tatum getting getting out of bed, out of breath, presumably from sleeping just really really hard, because we all know that Channing Tatum can't have nightmares. And then he he uh, he stands up and is fully naked. Now this here is the first scene where I realized this is not a prequel to Space Jam. I was misled 
uh, and there apparently is going to be a lot more ass in this movie than I thought. Mr. Tatum is is discussing his his previous evening with Olivia Munn while she that's who that dressed. is. Okay, yeah, got him. I know people sometimes. Maybe um, so. Olivia Munn is getting dressed in the in the bedroom. They're they're chatting. They can't remember the third person in the room. A naked girl who's laying on the bed. Just I would assume cast for her ass because you never see her face or anything else. You just see her laying on the bed and and that's her ass and there it is. And she doesn't uh, even have a name. Yeah. We don't know who that is. That could be like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or something. We have no idea. It's Banabi. Oh, yep. So off to work, Channing Tatum goes after after leaving the house with his his two uh, lady friends still there. It was something to mention actually in the house that I wanted to to um, pick up on was the fact that he had some furniture in his house that Olivia Munn mentioned. Uh, uh, we find out that it's uh, his ultimate goal is to to build furniture, but just is uh, is trying to to make ends meet and and figure that out, and eventually he'll do it. But comes up with a bunch of shitty excuses. Why not? So then he goes uh, goes to work. We see what ended up being 30 seconds, but felt like 100 years of a scenes of the landscape of Tampa, Florida, out of the back of his truck as he's driving. I don't know if you felt like you you aged to basically retirement at that point, but I felt like that just lasted forever. I did. And I feel like we would have learned a lot more about the movie if we didn't get four minutes of water and scaffolding. I, I agree. We probably would have got a lot more out of our 15 minutes. Uh, that's that's absolutely for sure. But as he, he makes his way finally to a construction site where we meet Adam, the you know, star of the show here. Adam is a, a young gentleman who looks to be a, a a guy who never graduated anything and his mom stopped doing his laundry last week but he doesn't know how to do it himself <laughs> agreed uh, yeah okay good i'm glad we're both on the same page they're at the construction site for a little bit at the end of that uh adam uh, gets gets actually accused of stealing pepsis <laughs> which <laughs> just seems ridiculous but it's truthful that's what it is he he took two one too many pepsis and ended up quitting his job couldn't get his car started that's my least favorite thing when i want to storm off of a job i just quit and my car won't start who says jump you off jump you off i don't that's what tatum says that. he says do you want me to jump you off oh yeah yeah, I do remember now Now that you said it in that sultry voice, it just came flooding back to me. So, Did you like my Channing yeah. Tatum impression, by the way? That was really great. I wanted to comment on that. I was I was going to wait till later, but I, I really appreciate that. So, yeah, he, he offers to jump him off, which we assume is to jump his car, but could mean <laughs> a whole slew of other things. But he, he offers to jump him off, decides against it, not, not going to work, decides to drive him home drives him back to his sister's house. Adam lives with his sister. Big surprise. And there, Adam takes a moment to let his sister know that he quit his job because the construction foreman decided to accuse him of stealing an extra Pepsi. It's the worst thing to be accused of. His sister... So I don't know if you noticed this, but every scene with his sister, I felt like the they kept the camera on her face way they longer did. than it should be on her face. And just zoomed in on her face, too. Like, her face took up the whole shot. Yeah, and it's like her reactions to sentences. Usually in a movie, it's like if two people are talking, one person talks and the camera's on them, and the other person starts talking and the camera turns to them. This was a full conversation, but we only saw her perspective in her face the entire time. I think I, it's an I think it's an artsy, like, Soderbergh thing. Like, he tries to make sh- schlock like this artsy, but it just... I. I don't know. Just like future McConaughey in the past at the beginning of the movie. 
Yeah. Makes sense. So he explains to his sister that he lost his job and then he is a deadbeat and doesn't want to have any other jobs because he's a big lazy bum. And she says, oh, well, my boyfriend can maybe f- fix you up with something. I'll have, we'll talk to him at dinner. That's how was my girlfriend voice. You, uh, your Channing Tatum was good, but much better. I, I want to say my, my girlfriend voice is probably better. We make our way to that dinner specifically. And the, the boyfriend is a just a douche. He's just He's, an asshole. Yeah, Paul is so sucky. Paul is the worst. I don't want to talk about work after work. I need you to drive so you can't drink sister whose name I don't know. So please. Yeah, we don't ever learn her name. Yeah, right? I don't think we ever do. And I, I, I must have missed it because I, I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't. I, I don't think we did. Adam just ends up standing up and leaving without a word as he's walking down the street he, he comes across a line for a club and w- who does he find there none other than our good friend mike channing tatum hanging out in line looking fly unlike adam who looks like he just rolled out of a tent underneath the freeway and so adam convinces mike to let him come into the club they they head into the club but mike says you're gonna owe me and then a few seconds in he says now i'm going to ask you to pay back that favor which was literally like the span of three minutes and then he was like oh remember that time you owed me something <laughs> now now your 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 comeuppance are here sir he and makes him talk to some girls he goes over chats chats up some girls uh, presumably to see how good he is at talking to women i'm not sure um to try and recruit him to god knows what and and that's pretty much where our 15 minutes cut off right in the middle of a sentence it did. Yep. It did. So that was pretty much the beginning there. How do we feel about about the end? Can you can you tell me a little bit more about where that where that came through? I can. Now you watch this as well, so it's not like I'm I'm telling you what happened. But I, I did. I did. Okay. Maybe. Before I do, I, I have to I have to have a quick rant about strip clubs because I just I this just made me made me remember how much I don't understand strip clubs, whether it's for, for, for male a male strip club or a female strip club. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Like in 1962, maybe it's either that or you have to jerk off to a wrinkled black and white photo. Yeah. But like 2019, 2020, like you can sit on the toilet in the comfort of your own home and be completely naked. Yeah. And it's like, okay, do I want to see a nipple from six feet away or, or there's like millions of hours of porn. Like I could look at an extreme close up of an unclutched butthole and okay, like maybe it's the lap dance part. Like that's what gets people going. But really, like, I'd rather do it myself than have to pay some idiot to rub against my jeans. Like, oh, great. My throbbing dick is being cheese grated by denim. Awesome. And what if you come in your pants? Like, I only did that once and it was horrible. <laughs> Hear me out. I, w- I was like 17 and this girl was yeah. like dry humping me at her friend's house for like yeah. an hour. Yeah, my yeah. teenage self couldn't handle it. And kabow! It was oh, a disaster. Yeah. Yep. You yep. ever have to walk around with the inside of a Cadbury egg in your underpants? <laughs> <laughs> horrible uh, yeah i i can't even i i can imagine it because i have done it but here's here's the situation is that i love cadbury eggs and if you ever ruin something like that that i love again i'm quitting again <laughs> from this podcast i'm sorry strip clubs are trash i trash. i agree wholeheartedly i think uh, uh, there is a certain amount of like i am touching it it makes it a little bit more real i guess for people even though there's obviously no no way that this person is actually someone who would be interested in you but at least right. a, a real human standing in front of you instead of you just uh, watching a screen of someone who was per, uh, was purposefully trying to 
to just entertain you. I guess that's what a strip club is. But yeah, but they I have think, like flashlights and stuff. <laughs> that is true. Hey, there's nothing stopping you from bringing your flashlight to the strip club. I'm just saying. Okay, I just they're not for me. Not for me. I've never been, but I can just imagine they wouldn't be for me. Neither neither have I, but we both have strong opinions about it. Anyway. Yep. And you're, uh, I didn't know you were pro strip club, but okay. I didn't Dave. know you were anti strip club after okay. seeing Matthew McConaughey dance on that stage without a shirt. <laughs> how could you possibly, possibly be anti strip club after seeing that? Okay. We'll see. Anyway. <laughs> so the second half of Magic, or not second half, the last 15 minutes of Magic Mike starts with Mike hanging out with Gabriel Iglesias. Mike's got like chocolate syrup drooling out his mouth hole. I think it might be blood. It sounds like the kid Adam is messing around and owes Fluffy some money. So my first concern was how in God's name did Gabriel Iglesias get in this movie? So the, just the, the sheer rock hard abbiness of everyone we've seen so far, <laughs> how he got into this movie was just beyond me. I think he may have just lied on his resume and they thought he was Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I'm confident that's what happened. So Mike goes looking for Adam, but finds his sister instead. They talk a lot of nonsense about Mike going to Miami and how your job doesn't define you. It's really kind of lame. It's supposed to, I think it's supposed to showcase Tatum's acting skills, but really didn't do much for me. Adam and Mike do end up convening at a beach bar. Adam has a tattoo of a cross or a starfish or some shit on his pectoral muscle. I think it's a rule. Yeah, if a dude has a peck tat, he has replaced at least one shower with Axe body spray. He likes the rock unironically and has used the phrase just the tip. (laughs) All true. I'm pretty sure those all happen in the middle section of the movie. We just didn't see. I I think so. (laughs) He owes Mike money and calls his furniture stupid. I was very confused at the fact that, hey, thanks for paying off the supposed someone important that's going to kill me if I do not provide the money necessary. Thanks for giving that money. But by the way, the the shit you want to do all the time is dumb. Just your dreams. Garbage. (laughs) Garbage dreams. Yeah, I just like that was it made me hate Adam even more. Mm hmm. Uh, we also find out that it's been three months since the start of the movie, which, what is that, June, July, August, end of August? Depends on the, the September. <laughs> okay. There would have well, been a screen, presumably. That's like that. true. Yeah. We probably missed that part. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey then serenades us with a song about Tampa. It's pretty horrible. Then he <laughs> breaks his guitar and starts his striptease to Kisses Dr. Love. I was so confused by the breaking of the guitar. I didn't understand why. Th- I guess maybe that was a transition into Dr. Love. Like, like I'm about to to get more metal up in here. I <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But the smashing of the guitar and the, and the blowing of fire. <laughs> yeah. What these ladies paid for was a show. Not just to touch Matthew McConaughey's chest. No, 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 no. But to just experience everything he had to offer of course shirtless yeah of course uh mike broods backstage while the other dudes prep by doing curls question are ladies really into sweaty man asshole i didn't think so but this film seems to posit otherwise who isn't into sweaty man asshole good point mike leaves and adam takes his place as a cock rocking king of tampa in the end mike ended up choosing adam's sister over the glory but they apparently both changed their minds off screen because the last we saw them when they had the conversation outside prior to McConaughey, they both 
you know, Mike was set on going to Miami and she was done with him, but not anymore. Yeah. So that's the um, thing is that you would you would think based on our podcast that that first scene that Mike just mentioned was before the cut and the second scene was after the cut. Turns out, nope, they were both in the second 15 minutes, the end of the movie. There was just a bunch of stuff in the middle that made that apparently was completely missed and no one paid any attention to. Yes. Uh, Adam's sister has dumped Sucky Paul which is great. I'm sure he probably did some horrible things in the middle that we'll talk about, but they agree to go on a breakfast date. But before that breakfast date, Mike's going to give her that sausage right in her bagel hole. He's going to give her some of that man milk, that yogurt right in her donut. He's going to jam it in and get that little mama laid. He better be careful and wear protection or he may be baking those eggs. You see what I did with those breakfast foods, Dave? There were so many breakfast foods. I really appreciate that. Do you really put yogurt in donuts? No, but his his yogurt is his sperms, and they're going to go in her donut, which think of the shape of a donut. Oh, you're so bad at this, Dave. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I always fill, I fill my donuts with cream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but cream isn't a breakfast food. Oh, my God. You're horrible. Yeah, but anyway. a cream-filled donut is a thing. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> See? I went, his cream in her donut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's it. That was the movie. Yeah. So let's take a moment. We've we've recapped the movie. We, we watched it. Hopefully our listeners watched it as well. I just want to take a second. Right now, guys, we're in, we're in the center. For the first time, we're in the center. I just want to take a moment and bask in it. I bet you didn't realize that this was an ASMR podcast. We didn't mention it in the introduction, but it is. Ooh, let's say a bunch of things that remind us of Magic Mike. Vegetables or maybe fruit. Plantains. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to have to think Japan- of fruit. Japanese eggplants. You really couldn't just quickly think of a fruit that reminds you of a penis. I would have even accepted peaches for ass, but instead, you're going to leave me out to dry in this ASMR wasteland. That's Star fine. fruit. Got it. Got it in one. There it is. Good job. Well, now that we have it really bassed in the center, we can we can explore the space, so to speak. Now, first and foremost, I want you to know that the only storyline in this whole movie that I care about, the only one worth knowing, is the storyline of Matthew McConaughey's thong. Yes. <laughs> Where did it go? Where did it come from? The work that that thing is putting in. Much more work than any of the actors in this movie. Yeah, what is it made out of? I don't. I actually, truthfully, don't know. It was it was shining in a way that I've never seen fabric shine, and <laughs> it was doing a lot of extra dangling that I wasn't really. I I've never seen fabric react in that way. It could have been potentially chainmail, but I also I don't know if you noticed when. Uh, and when if you were really affixed on his on his region um, like I was, because it's impossible not to be when he stood up and starts to walk back to the stage after he's he's done pelvic thrusting towards the sky, his thong started to fall off and he's kind of holding it on. And then the yes. next scene, it just appeared back on him. It did. Yeah, he did I, a somersault and then it was back in. It was like an elastic. It was crazy. I think that that he, he nicknamed his thong Mike. That's magic Mike. Ah, I'm think I'm thinking that's where the magic is. It's in the thong. Yeah, 
because we don't actually get to see Mike strip or Adam for that matter. That's true. The only one we saw was Matthew McConaughey. Do you think that we ever get to see Adam strip? I don't think either of them strip in this movie at all. At all? No. no, Mike definitely strips. Mike definitely strips. I'm just kidding. Um, he he for sure gets is is down to clown. You know, Adam. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like at the end of the movie when when Matthew McConaughey is is uh, calling calling Adam up to the big leagues, uh, seems seems like he hasn't done it before. Right, and he's finally getting the chance to prove himself. It's his big opportunity. He got he got called up for the big game. He's gonna he's gonna pull out his bat. Yep, and his balls. And his balls. But ladies don't want to see those. That's I, true. I think I think for me, there are two main questions about the middle that we, we need to answer. Uh, number one, do we see a man dick? Number two, what was Adam caught up in that led Mike to pay off Gabriel Iglesias? And how much did he pay him? Those are the two main questions that I think we need to answer first and foremost. I agree. I think one more I'd just like to add to the list there is why are they going to Miami? Yeah, I think so. I think the movie is supposed to take place in Florida. I mean, because there's the Cock Rock Kings of Tampa. Now, they yep. mention Coral Coral Springs, is it? Yes. But I looked and that's not actually a place in Florida, at least that I could find. I could only find one in Iowa, but I just don't think this takes place in Iowa. I, there's no water in Iowa, right? No, and I also don't. I I'm not sure in the reference. So at, at this point, Channing Tatum has asked Adam, "You play ball?" In in which Adam responded, "Yeah," and then said a a position that I don't remember. Strong um, safety. Oh, strong safety. Of course. How, how could I forget? I, it was so like I really when I first saw that scene, I thought Mike was coming on to him. Like, you play ball? That's a question that a man would ask if he was trying to find out if another man would do man, like, things with him. You're absolutely correct. That is, that is a good, a good point. I didn't really think of it at that, at that moment. And then even, he even follows up Adam saying that he's strong safety. Like, yeah, you look like a strong safety. Like, (laughs) that's so weird. Uh, I would never say that. Now let's go drop you off at your sisters. (laughs) I was hoping you were going to say a tight end. (laughs) I'm, I partially like the center. Get it? Yep. Nice. Yes, I do, Dave. Nice, nice. job. Nice job. Nice, hey, nice work. I appreciate it. So, first question. Do we get to see a penis? Because, I mean, ultimately, that's like these thirsty bitches wanted dick, particularly Tatum's dick, to be on the screen. Like, they wanted a hunk of chunk of CT smut. And yep. I, I don't know. I mean, the movie is rated R, so there's like a slight chance, but it just... Especially in 2012, I just don't think that big screens were ready to show penises with the the amount of penises that we see in media is not equal to the amount of breasts. I don't know why, but that's the case. Agreed. Um, It really, I feel like kicked in with game of Thrones, but, uh, but you're, you're absolutely right that that is, that is skewed. So do you think that we get to see any? So here's my thought and I'm, you know, we're all friends here. This is the trust tree. I want to I want to talk to to you and our our listeners honestly. I personally had this thought when Channing Tatum was walking to the bathroom. And because your eyes are just drawn to his ass and it's impossible not to look at it, I noticed that there was nothing hanging in front. Now, I also noticed. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. This means a few different things. One, Channing Tatum doesn't have a very big dick. That could be a thing. Could be. Two, he does, 
and they CGI'd it out of there. Or they there's tape. Yeah, or they could have just <laughs> taped a, taped it up into his belly button. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I I noticed that, and I think that if there was an opportunity for us to see anything <laughs> in the 15 <laughs> minutes that we watched at the I'm beginning sorry. or the end, that would have been it, right? It would have. I just I was picturing his dick going up into his belly button, so it looked like his body was a coffee mug, like it was a coffee mug handle. <laughs> and I, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, now you got me going. That yeah, that's a, that's an image. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I that's a tall glass of milk, you know. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I think happened in the middle. I picture it like home improvement, like you know, with the neighbor where you never see his mouth. It's always. Wilson, just like hidden and yeah, Wilson. You know, it's always just kind of hidden in some clever way. Yeah. Like that's totally what happened with all the dicks in this movie. Like you'll you'll see a naked guy come out, and then there'll be like a woman eating banana or someone carrying a pool noodle. It's just <laughs> yeah. never no. see him. Yeah, I I definitely think that's a that is absolutely considering that this movie is defined as a comedy. Which okay, was it? Whatever you say, it's drama slash comedy according to really. Um, okay, I'm not sure what the what it was defined on on the actual box, but I I would assume that that that's where the comic relief comes in because I sure know that I didn't see any. Yeah, so I think in the end, I don't think there was any male genitalia. Yeah, I agree. Just a lot of asses and a a lot of banana hammock and and a lot of thongs that are just hanging on by a thread you know which i guess is probably for the better because really women went but i don't think they really wanted like women don't actually find penises attractive like i think they just wanted to see his his body and his butt like that's yep. probably better for them i also think it, it builds that i mean it's a, a drama slash comedy you got to build that dramatic tension you know right that's just the whole movie. See, we didn't watch the credits. The credits were just rolling credits with a bunch of just dicks everywhere. That's just true. Building the drama all the way up to the credits where it was just dicks all the way down. But we don't know because we don't, we don't watch the credits. We didn't see it. So as far as I know, it didn't exist. Yeah. Okay. Question two. What was Adam doing that was so dangerous? And, you know, why does he owe money? And how much did Mike pay him? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. I think some some amounts were thrown around that Adam's half was ten thousand oh, okay. dollars. But I don't know if that's what Mike actually paid to Enrique Iglesias to to pay that off. Um I don't know if he gets a special deal because he's Mike and why wouldn't you give him one? I do know, however, that he, he so Mike mentioned what what was it? A hundred I think he said pills. I can't oh, remember for okay. sure. And and Enrique Iglesias, I'm just imagining it with him in there instead of Gabriel Iglesias, and it, it's much better. So Enrique Iglesias is like, no, we were in for a whole pack. What was the pack, and why is it worth? Adam's half was $10,000, so $20,000 that this pack was worth. What was in it, and you know how how great was that pack yeah so was he so he so your so your thought process is that he was a drug runner basically so like he would get a, some drugs he would pay a portion to get those drugs and then he would sell them at profit or he just really liked fancy candy from the uk it's funny uh, that he went from stealing pepsi to then stealing coke <laughs> nice i'm gonna cut that out <laughs> nope <laughs> It stays. What if it wasn't drugs, though? Like, what if he was selling bootleg copies of Fast and the Furious Blu-rays? Did they have Blu-ray back in 2012? I believe so. 
I have no idea. What if we're thinking about this all wrong, though? Like, what if it has nothing to do with drugs and you... Because I didn't hear the pill part. Maybe... I, I don't. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. But it like, was what like if, the first few words that I heard when I started restarted the the movie. Okay, I couldn't stop looking at at Mike's mouth mm-hmm. with all the the brown and red stuff. So makes sense. Yeah, but like, what if instead of that, it's Banabi, the naked girl in Mike's bed? What if she died and Adam has been helping Mike parade her around like Weekend at Bernie's, and she was part of Fluffy's crew? So like Ooh. she was earning money on the side as 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 a prostitute, and you know now Art. that we find out that she's really dead, Mike Mike owes. And, okay, and, and Adam owes. You've you've thrown a lot of spaghetti at the wall there, and we need to unpack it first and foremost. Did you just accuse Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, Magic Mike, of sleeping with a prostitute? Hmm? Well. No, I'm saying that she's a prostitute, but just because you're a prostitute doesn't mean that you also don't have sex for pleasure. Mm. Like, if I'm a UFC fighter, could I also get in a in a bar fight just because I want to fight somebody? Yes. That doesn't mean I'm getting paid to do my job. You could, but that's what you do at work. Why would you want to do it at home? I guess if you love what you do, you know? <laughs> well, if okay, let's say you're a professional baseball player. Do you not yeah. go home and play catch with your son? No, of course you do. Nope. Well, okay. As if, uh, this, uh, don't it get, don't get children involved in this perv. These are great examples. So That's just true. because she was a prostitute, Banabi, does not mean that she also didn't just enjoy sexual encounters with Channing Tatum. And I mean, he's the one you would want to enjoy it with, obviously. Yeah. So could that be a possibility? So I mean that that could be something. I'm I'm sensing some doubt in your voice. Yeah, I just I just really can't get over the fact that Adam would do something like that. Actually, no, I'm lying. He's such an asshole. He would do anything. Yeah, he could be um, could be doing all kinds of shady shit. And Mike keeps on having to pick him up out of the dirt. And then he just shits on his furniture business. Yeah. Here's a question. Why does Mike give a shit about Adam? Is it just because he likes his sister? Like that seems to be the only draw there. Like other than that, he's a total tool in the in the time that we've seen. In in all the time, I have no doubt in my mind that he was a tool through the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> Considering sure. that from the beginning to the end, it didn't get any better. <laughs> I'm assuming that he didn't have a just a a a fever dream in the middle where he was just a <laughs> decent guy. <laughs> Good point. So why? Like, what is is it just? His it's, sister, that's the draw? It's got to be the sister, or maybe Mike sees a little bit of himself in him. Mm. Just maybe Channing Tatum sees sees himself in him. But not in the sexual way. Although um, at the beginning, yeah, in the trunk he did. Yeah, you good know, point. We don't know. But I, I think that when when it really comes down to it, Channing Tatum and, and, and Magic Mike is just a great guy. He just wants to help everyone and the people around him. And that's why he's stripping because he doesn't need the money. We see he lives in on the beach. Did you notice that? What's yeah. this dude who's kind of sort of making furniture and working construction during the day and stripping at night is able to afford. I didn't realize that being a stripper was so lucrative. I think I might need to change my profession. Well, here's the thing though. Like if he really is making that much money as a stripper, a, why does he have to work construction during the day? Yeah. And B, why is he haggling over getting like 15 an hour or 20 an hour? Like, yeah, his pay for roofing. Right. Also, why so was I don't, he, why was he being so cheap with his truck and the plastic? Yeah. 
it's it's all very confusing and i i would hope that they explored some of that in the middle of the movie but i bet they didn't at all i don't think that we see any scenes of him like at the bank depositing money into a savings account like that no we don't get any of that yeah he's just money laundering through his dirty his dirty dirty dancing yep also can can we mention exquisite did you see that Yes, the name of the yeah. So the, club the name of the horribly. club is, is exquisite, spelled like exhibit, and it it makes me very happy. When you say exhibit, you mean the rapper from MTV Pipio Ride. Yeah, obviously. Okay. What other exhibit could I be talking about? Well, the the actual word E X H I B I T. Nope, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Spelling be champ right here, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> way to spell off the podcast. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Just tooting your own horn over there. That's fine. It's okay. Uh, anyway. So this is the, we've gotten to the point where I, I, this is the point I want to discuss. So they've decided that they are just going to up and leave this apparently pretty lucrative business to go to Miami. Now, my first thought process was, oh, well, Miami could just be more lucrative there's more money in Miami than Tampa, I would assume. I don't know anything about the the status of Florida, but it sounds right to me. Yeah, Miami um, is I think Miami is one of the biggest like entertainment hubs, at least of the the East. There's a lot of like night it's a kind of a big nightclub scene. Yeah, if I've learned anything from Pitbull, Miami's the place to be. Yes. So so I uh, presumably they were going to Miami just to for a more lucrative position and to be able to, to grab a little bit of more of that market share, you know. But I thought, what if there was something a little deeper, something a little bit more dramatic? What if there was a rival club that was basically driving them out of Tampa? They have to go to Miami because Tampa's been been taken over by this new rival club that came in. That's a possibility. Or maybe they're even going to Miami with the other rival club to kick their asses. Ooh, maybe yeah, maybe they're going to challenge them. That's yeah. something that could be to a dance too. off, a strip so, off, a strip off. Obviously, how do you win a strip off? I mean, doesn't it end with everyone with their clothes off anyway? Yeah, it's whoever gets their clothes off fastest. I got my muscles. I'm the best stripper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but essentially, my thought process was: there's this this rival club that is essentially trying trying to stomp on their turf, and they can't be having that. So. I wanted to to kind of spitball a few people that could have maybe been a part of this rival club. So you figure the the uh, the exquisite crew was um, six or seven guys. If I if I count right at the end there, including Matthew McConaughey, I think it's seven. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll uh, leave Matthew McConaughey out of that. You figure it's six six guys that that are part of this exquisite crew. So wait, I have a quick question. Yeah. Was Adam part of the six or no? Because it. It seems like if Mike was there, what I mean, Adam didn't. Adam only got his chance because Mike left. So what was Adam going to do before Mike left? Was True, he I, just like the guy who stood on the side and collected their clothes? <laughs> like what is it that he did? He's a water boy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, that's a good question. Is that he's just kind of hanging out backstage? You know where my favorite place to hang out? <laughs> Back, backstage at Exquisite. Mm. <laughs> oh man, Adam's such a douche. He actually um, lives there because his sister kicked him out. Yeah, I mean that she did kick him out. He's living yep. with Nora, which could be could be that that big guy played by Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> we see for five seconds. 
<laughs> oh man. But uh, essentially I, I think we need to to kind of narrow down and and nail down a few people that would have been in this rival crew. So I think that's really what's gonna define the middle of this movie here and and kind of build the tension of why they're going to Miami. So my first thought process was first they need a, a head guy, a leader. And I'm trying to think of who is the just polar opposite of Matthew McConaughey. Obviously still attractive because they need to be, but who would kind of be the polar opposite of a, of a Southern like blonde guy. And I came up with Benedict Cumberbatch. Here's the question though. Is yeah. he attractive? It's, it's like, would you pay to see Benedict Cumberbatch strip? I would pay to see Benedict Cumberbatch swing around that rock hard jawline and probably knock out a few a few people in the crowd. Okay. I don't know that I'm in on Benedict. Oh, who do you got? I didn't know that I was supposed to come up with a crew of strippers. <laughs> How um, could you not think that we were supposed to come up with a crew of strippers? I have Alec Baldwin. Ooh, Alec Baldwin. That's a good one here. Let me throw another one at you. Sir Ian McClellan as Gandalf the Grey. I don't know who that is. No, if you if you learn anything about me in these upcoming podcast episodes, I don't know who actors or actresses are. Okay, so make sure to note that if I'm going to make Mike list out the names of actors or actresses to let him know ahead of time. Noted. You know who Sir Ian McClellan is, though. I really don't. You really do. He's Magneto. I don't know what that means. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> We're back to ASMR. I'm editing this out. No, you're not. <laughs> you can if you want. What about Tony Shalhoub? You know who Tony Shalhoub is, huh? That's the guy who plays Monk, right? Yep. He's my personal okay. favorite. And I would I would love to see him as part of the rival stripper crew. Again, though. Would you, would anyone, would any real person pay to see him strip um, besides like his, I, his wife? I know of a lot of monk fans who would happily pay to see that happen. Okay. Yeah. Just saying my mom being one of them. What about Mark Harmon? You know who Mark Harmon is. I don't. Gibbs from NCIS. I pulled a TV reference. You can't even get that one. I don't watch shows that are on network. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we're just going to have to scrap this whole segment. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me to prepare. Uh, I will next time. Now I know. But I, I think that a rival crew is really what, what they would have been uh, would have been driving them to Miami. And they probably would have had a pretty epic dance battle that would have ensued. I mean, all the greatest dances, you know, the the hoedown, the Dougie. Bernie. That's the <laughs> only dance that I can do, by the way. Whenever I'm at a wedding, I just Bernie. Nice. The Macarena. Can you do the Macarena? Mm. No. Cotton Eye Joe? Nope. Well, all of them did all these great dances. It was is a pretty epic dance off. Ultimately, uh, <laughs> Exquisite Lost. Oh, ah. man. They have to move to Miami. Here's the thing. We both know that there is a sequel, Magic Mike XXL. Mm. Does that mean that Mike went back to stripping? Like he... Ended up having sex with Adam's sister and said, nah, actually, I'm going to go back to stripping. Yeah. So actually, no, he so he ends up having a child with the, the sister whose name oh. we do not know. Yeah. And Is this real? Like, have you seen the sequel or are you just? No, I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, nope, he ends up having a child with uh, with her and they um, they, they name just... it Banabi. 
Banabi, yeah, after his his favorite uh, lover, and they end up just you know we just it's an everyday like man's movie like Marmaduke. That's the first the first movie I thought of. Great, how you like them apples, Marmaduke? I don't know what that is, but it sounds funny. <laughs> of course you don't. I should have known. Why am I doing a podcast with you about movies? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Good news is there's so many movies we could watch, guys. Think of all the movies that Mike hasn't seen that we can watch. Um, excuse me. My name is Michael. Oh, Mike is the person in this movie. You're magic, Michael. Okay. But yeah, that's what happened in the middle. I just want to remind everyone to appreciate your thongs. They work really hard day in, day out, especially if they're holding something as powerful as Matthew McConaughey's junk. So just appreciate it. Just enjoy it while you have it and make sure to take care of them and make sure to always spay and neuter your thongs. Thank you. So that was Magic Mike. What is the plan for the next episode, Dave? We're planning on doing these every two weeks. Next movie is going to be Puss in Boots starring Antonio Banderas. That episode is going to come out on December 11th. Who doesn't love Antonio Banderas? I don't know who that is. So, I really don't. I don't even know if you're messing with me anymore. I really don't know. I don't have no idea who that is. It sounds Spanish. Like, I'm sure he has an accent. Oh and he's God. probably, like, dark hair. So, we appreciate you. We're still in our infancy here. And not just because we're pooping our pants. We could use the help. So, be sure to subscribe. So, you auto-download future episodes. And if you'd be so kind, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Most importantly, though, if you like the show, tell your friends. In fact, tell your kids, tell your wife, tell your husband, because we rape in every... Okay, well, we're probably not... The only things we're raping are the the beginning and ends of these movies. Mm -hmm. But also, if you want to send us feedback or uh, some ideas for future movies that we can watch, again, there have to be ones that we haven't seen, but we'll tell you. Send us an email at thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can also um, hit us up on Twitter, the Center Cut Cast, as well as Facebook. We have a Facebook group that we're going to be um, uh, outlining for you guys, so the Center Cut Cast on that as well. And I think we're done. Like the cream in the center of your donut, it's always better in the center. Mm-hmm.